Hey guys, how do I know that I'm addicted to my cell phone? What age is appropriate to give my child a phone? Is my phone use hurting my marriage? We're going to be talking about these next. We talk about the church, family, theology, and even entertainment. In fact, if it's Christian, we're talking about it. This is the Mike Charleston Show. Welcome to the Mike Charleston Show. I am Mike Charleston, and to my left, I have Chuck Tate. Hey, Mike. Hey, how you doing? And to my right, I have Sarah. Hi, everybody. That's my wife. How you doing? And today, we're going to be talking, we're going to continue to be talking about media a little bit. Last week, we talked about media and all the dangers of media, right? Yeah. This week, we didn't really focus on certain types of media, though. We saved music for a later episode, but this one, I think, is very, very, very important. We're going to be talking about cell phones specifically and what you do about cell phones. A lot of people have a lot of questions about when, how to do it, when's too much. There is, this has everything. So just as a warning, what we're going to do during this episode is we're going to keep our cell phones on. So just to see how many alerts we get in this hour-long segment here, or the hour-long program here, just to prove a point, just to see how many dings, how many alerts we get. I try to keep down my alerts as much as possible, but uh, we will see. So please don't be a, be alarmed if you hear a ding. Don't look at your phone. It's, it's ours. <laughs> but uh, So that's what's going to be going on. So that's on purpose this episode. But yeah, so we're going to be talking about cell phones. And someone brought this up that they were listening to the episode and said it was, it was fine, but they realized that we didn't really nail down on cell phones, and they were kind of surprised about that. That's understandable. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, I guess maybe we're old, and we just focused on computers <laughs> and TV and movies and you know all those type of things. And we figured that everything that we talked about in the media episode, and if you haven't seen that, why don't you go back and listen to it? It's a pretty good episode. The Everything that we talked about in media is on here. Yes, it is. I couldn't think of it's one thing. Right. I couldn't think of one thing that is on here. So, um, you know, I was thinking about as we were preparing for this one, the, the, the kind of the history of the cell phone. I mean, the cell phone started out as a telephone. Right. It right, was right. used as an yeah. audible form of communication. Yes, it was. The, one of the important things I think as we get into this, realize this this isn't a phone anymore. No, no, no. This no. is actual uh, a computing device. This, it is. This is it's a, a computer. full blown computer. It's yeah. got more processing power that much more processing power than um, many of the computers just 20 years ago exactly yeah. right, my first computer probably couldn't even do anything everything that this could do no. so that that's that's how how much advanced we how far we've come and uh, there's a lot uh, in this and there's a lot of dangers so we're going to talk about a lot of those dangers both spiritual and physical actually and uh, we're not going to get into all those 5g um, the uh, all the dangers of the, the carcinogens, right? The, the Bluetooth, and we're not going to. If you, there's other ones. Turn to the right if you want that kind of stuff. Go look on another YouTube channel. But we're going to talk about more of the spiritual side of it and what's our role as a Christian and what it looks like with cell phones. Because let's be honest, cell phones are everywhere. Everywhere, everybody has them. That's right, and we we can't avoid it as much as we want to. We can avoid it in our own family somewhat, yeah. but once you walk outside the door, it's everywhere. So it's yeah. very important that we tackle this subject, and so why don't we go ahead and get into it? 
Um, you had a little interesting thing before we got st- get started here about National Geographic. You just so happened to be taking the kids to the dentist. Yeah, we went to the orthodontist yesterday, and Lydia was helping me try to get my thoughts together in the notes. And she opened a National Geographic magazine, and it had a little thing from Weird But True, and it said, Late end-to-end, the iPhones and iPads sold in a year would stretch halfway around the earth. That's crazy. That is crazy. So I was you like, know, oh, stretch, that's interesting. You know, if you put them next to each other... All of them that are sold this year will go halfway around the earth. Yeah. Now, if you think this is a small earth, then it's probably not impressive. But this is a big <laughs> earth. So uh, that's, that's, that's a lot. That is, that a, is lot. a lot. And I, I, I was just reading an article that uh, I'm going to get it wrong somewhere around here. So Joshua can probably correct me on YouTube. But the I, iPhone was planning on selling, well, millions and millions of New iPhones this year, so they were they were launching a, an ad campaign and wanting I don't know how many millions and millions of millions. So we have phones. There's phones everywhere. We know this. That's not groundbreaking news there, right? And they want to sell more iPhones, and I'm sure Android wants to or Samsung wants to sell uh, many more Samsung okay. phones. So yeah, that is yeah. that is all around us. And um, so the things that we were talking about last week. We're going to include a little bit more. So we can't fathom living without our phones, Uh, whether it's banking, whether it's maps, the weather. Mm -hmm. We get our cameras out. We can video. We can take pictures, email, calendar, shopping. A lot of these things are actually pretty good things too, right? Yeah, they're very useful. Uh, Convenient, obviously. That's one of the things they want to try to do is make it very convenient because you'll spend more money that way. Yep, (laughs) that's true. (laughs) But um, the convenience is nice, and a lot of them are, like you say, very helpful. Especially, you know, we, at, we and the maps. Uh, yes. You yeah. know, who would have thought 15 years ago that you could get lost without your phone? Exactly. But that's the way we are today. You know, yep. we would just pull out the phone. And it's like, oh, where's this? And then we'll listen to it, and we'll start driving. And wherever it says turn, we're turning. Pretty that's nice. right. Yeah. That's right. I was actually watching a comedian one time, and, and he was talking about phones and just how we don't know how to learn anything anymore. And he was, in fact... Most of you probably couldn't even get home tonight from this place if you didn't yeah. have your phone. And I was like, that's probably true because it was probably. at a special event. And most of them probably just so used to just take, take me home or take me to this place yeah. and just follow the way. But do we actually know how to get around anymore? Mm-hmm. We probably don't. But So we really depend on our, our phones for just everything, don't we? We yeah. do, yep. And to stay in touch, right? We which would think is, some of these things are good, right? Yeah, which is great, especially when you have kids far away. Like we do right now. (laughs) We have a couple kids in Pennsylvania. Right. And it's good to be able to keep in touch and see where they are. We have an app where we can just, hey, there they are. Right. All the way over there. Uh, I mean, it's useful, uh, as with most anything that we have, any any tool that we have, if if it's used in the right way in a proper manner, it is a very useful object. Right. So we're up front, you know, put our cards on the table. We're not anti-smartphones at the face of it, but we recognize... We got to question ourselves just as much as we question anything else. How much should we use this? Is it really that useful? Is it that good? Mm -hmm. I think it's good for us, especially as Christians, that we take time to um, analyze these things and look in the mirror and say, is what we're doing effective? Is it useful? Is it hurting us? No matter what it is in our lives, whether it's the books we read, whether it's the movies we watch, the people that we hang out with, the phones. So that's what, that's the subject that we're talking about. So we're not just picking on the phones, but we are. Well, because everything does come at a cost. So it's costing you something and not just the monthly bill. Right. It's, it's more than that. So now, what do, you, what do you say that again? So you said it earlier off air when you said, um, when you 
replace something, you got to, or when you take something away. When you say yes to something, you say yeah. no to something else. So mm-hmm. when I say yes to my phone and I'm going to, you know, be on it doing whatever, I'm saying no to something. Maybe Absolutely. my kids that are waiting to talk to me or could be anything. So it's something mm-hmm. to consider. That's right. When we, when we replace something in our life, something is lost. Right. So we do have to remember that. And if anybody else has an iPhone, uh, I don't know about Android. We're all iPhoneers. We are. And the, every week we get an update, and sometimes it's embarrassing. When it says how many. Do you, do you get those alerts? I don't get them. No. You don't get that. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> how how much uh, time I've been on per day? It's it's embarrassing sometimes. I'm like, oh man. So I, I try to get mine down from the previous week. But uh, you see, you get yours, right? Yes. Your your phone usage alerts or whatever every Sunday. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, we're going to talk about some of those things on protections that we can put on our phones. There's different apps that you can have to help protect ourselves. So we'll get into that uh, shortly. But. Uh, Anyway, you wanted to talk about phones are great for when. You, you kind of confused me when you wanted to talk about this. I'm like, well, we're talking about bad, but we want to be fair. Well, I just thought about like if your spouse is away, um, right. like, you know, sent, um, what do you call that, deployed? Deployed. In another country for months at a time. It's great that you can FaceTime and mm-hmm. he can still see you and the kids yep. and whatever. So, I mean, that's a great thing. Yeah, well, like when we're away, which we hardly are ever away from each other, but right. if for some reason, oh, there's the first alert <laughs> and... Uh, um, so the uh, when you're away from each other, it is nice to be able to FaceTime. Uh, our our kids are engaged. Yeah, so they are, and, and they and constantly FaceTime each yes, other. We didn't do. have that. No, but I do remember sitting on the telephone, uh, you know, just talking on the telephone. And then you get t- you run out of things to talk about, and you just sit there with silence on the other nose end. breathe. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> are you still there? Yes, uh, I'm still here. <laughs> But on FaceTime, you can actually see each other yeah. and like, hey, you, you walked away. What are you doing? And now, but the, uh, it is nice. Uh, friend in need. Right. Well, when somebody that you care about is going through a hard time and that you can call them or text them or email, you know, all the different ways you can communicate with them on a phone is, is really quite nice. It is a huge help. Um, that's why we're saying we're, we're going to throw out some of the positives here. The phones are useful. I keep my calendar on here. It alerts me when things come up. Uh, it's an alarm clock. But think about this. We are. This answers everything for us. That should yeah. scare us uh, yeah. in a way that our whole lives, if, if we took away our phones, we would be helpless in a way. Yeah. And that's scary. That should that should uh, wake us up and be like, should we depend on our phones for everything? Right. The phone, as we're talking about, is the good side of it. It is good for for communication whenever you're having somebody away. But it's it's, it's a source of instant communication, so you can instantly communicate yeah. with anybody pretty much anywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. The flip side of that of it is, is that anybody can instantly communicate with you. Yes. So, yes. you know, one of the things, and I'm sure we'll get into this, we'll talk about time, but I think you need to realize you don't have to answer right yes. away. Yeah. Right. So, but that, that can be a temptation as you feel like, okay, I got a message. What, what you got over there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> right. answer. That's right. Well, yeah. my dad, you know, he always told me growing up, and this was before we even had computers in the house, and a phone would ring, and he would say, son, the, uh, uh, the phone is there for your convenience, not for theirs. And that was a tough lesson, but it's a good lesson that maybe we should learn. Now, we're going to get into that later where we see how this plays in our mentality uh, later on, but uh, we tend to make excuses for everything and make it seem more important than anything else. Yeah. Right, because phones are useful, and it's it's fine to use it for the good, but 
we do tend to just excuse away all our youth. Right. We, we, we like to promote the positives too much right. when we actually don't use it for those things. We, we use it yeah. for more of the games, the social media, the videos, all those other nonsense things. But we do like to say, well, I, I, I FaceTime my friends. I, I mm-hmm. text them when they need me. You know, we justify it in a way. We justify all of our idols in our lives at sometimes. And, and, uh, but anyway, you have uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 23. Why don't we get started with the Bible verses? It says, All things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but all things edify not. Yeah, so Paul here is saying, like, all things are, are, all, all things are lawful here, mm-hmm. right? But So we're not saying take the phone and chuck it. You know, we're not saying get rid of your phone, but you at the end of this you may want to. <laughs> but we're not we're not trying to be legalistic, and that's another thing we want to point out here. First is that just because we might have rules does not make you a legalist. The world has rules and they're not trying to impress a god. They're not right. trying to earn their salvation. They just there's simple things in this world that make sense and things that we don't like that are going on that we have to have some rules about. Yeah. So if you make some rules for your kids with their phones, don't feel bad. Don't feel like, "Oh, we're being a legalist because we have rules and we have standards." Right. Uh, no, you need to have standards especially for these. So, okay, so why don't we go ahead? What do we have here? So we got a list of uh, dangers that uh, we put down. Um, the first one is, is that it's a distraction. Huge one. <laughs> Amen. Yes, this is a huge distraction. If you're listening right now or watching, raise your hand if you've been distracted by your phone. Yeah, we all have. The, uh, we were just joking around with Jeremiah that he has FOMO. And if you don't know what FOMO is, that is the fear of missing out. And he just he can't help it. What is going on? What, what's happening? What's going on? My friend texted me. My, you know, we have this fear that we're going to miss out on something important. And so we get distracted. So we're, we're living real life. And then we get these messages from people that aren't even in the room, and we're distracted from reality. Mm -hmm. And and that's a huge problem. And even if we choose to ignore the the rings or the whatever noises it's making, it still distracts. It's very distracting. I mean, we'll be sitting there trying to do school or eating, and my phone will make a noise, and everybody kind of looks. They're like, who is that? And I'm like, it's okay. I'll get it later. Especially if it starts dinging like 10 times. Oh, yeah. Or you got four people in a room that are on the same feed. Yes. Oh, yes. That's funny. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. So that was another one of the dangers that we had. Wait, wait, before we get there, I want to ask you a question. Oh, yeah, Chuck. We were making fun of Chuck and some of his pronunciations (laughs) earlier, but um, I say distracted. Okay, that's (laughs) That's a good point. Um, Do you know what fubbing is? Fubbing. Have you ever heard of fubbing? I've heard of fibbing. Okay. Wow, that's the same thing Elizabeth said. (laughs) That's right. No, I have not heard okay, of fubbing. Okay, I thought wow. it was an older term, but maybe this might be some something new that people learn. So it's a combination of, uh, what is the combination of? Snubbing, snubbing and a phone snub. That's what it is, a phone, yeah. snub. phone snub. So you're, you're, you're fubbing. So fubbing is when we're talking, we're in a conversation, and then all of a sudden I grab my phone and start looking at my phone. Have you ever had that happen to you? Yes. Yes, all the Everybody time. Everybody has that Yes. <laughs> yep. That's called fubbing, and we're all guilty of that. So basically, if you're in the middle of a conversation and someone picks up their phone because either they got a ding, hopefully they got a ding, or they're just bored of you, <laughs> <laughs> and they start looking at their phone, it's irritating. Yeah. You're like, dude, like my boss had this happen to him many times with some of the other workers there. Like, he's telling them, this is what we got to do. First thing we got to do over here, while he's giving them directions, 
the one guy pulls out a phone and starts texting someone, or I'm like, are you not? You, are, are you kidding me? You got to pay attention. I hope you're writing notes. I hope that's what you're doing. <laughs> but uh, it's fubbing. So if you've never heard that, that's that's the term. Fubbing is when you interrupt with yourself. You don't even really interrupt. You just let the person keep talking. Right. And uh, so that's a, another one of the distractions. So go ahead. Now you can go ahead with so the we next talked, big we said, one. Yeah, we had distractions, but the the leading into that, we talked about a little this a little bit is um, you're less connected to those in the room. You, right. you kind of right. lose that reality of where you are and what's mm-hmm. happening around you. Right. The next big one here is, now we want to be very sensitive here. I know there's young, young years on yeah. here, but this is huge, right? Yeah. It's pornography. And this is, the, uh, let's see, how do I want to you know, be very careful because I don't want to lead people into this. But let's just be fair that, that this is, back when I was a kid, to access things like this, you had to go to bad parts of the town and you had to... Uh, be of age, and or you had to have a, a terrible uncle, you know, okay. that left magazines laying <laughs> right. around, or so. It was very hard to get. Yeah. Nowadays, um, it's it's just right on our phones. Yeah, it's very very um, easy to access. I mean, it's right. it's, it's everywhere. Yes, yeah. and it's instant access. It's you can find things around, and we'll we'll tell you different things to use to help curtail some of those things. Sure. They're not all foolproof, obviously, no. but they do help. And especially when you have young ones, and we'll give suggestions later on. But this one is huge. This one, distractions, uh, which I was distracted earlier because I, I really wasn't paying attention to what you said or <laughs> that last one. And uh, so you threw me off there. I, thought I we went going right s- instead of down. Yes, you I'm did. Sorry. You, you, you distracted me there. Uh, <laughs> I was going down and you went right. Um, that's why I need bullet points. But the uh, but this one has is such a big destruction. And now th- we didn't need cell phones to, for this because we had it was already a problem with the advent of internet and computers. Right. But yeah. now it's you can just take it everywhere. You can yeah. hide. You can you can just take it into your the bathroom. You can take it into your, your car. You could take it somewhere. It, it yeah. is mobile right. with you. So this is uh, this is can be a very 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 bad one. Yep. Okay, so let's go back to the one you were just talking about, Chuck. Okay. Yeah. The less connected? Yeah, because I was distracted, and I thought it went with distraction. And uh, so, yes, it it keeps you less connected to those in the room. Uh, I know you were referring to this with the the distraction one. Why don't you Mm -hmm. go ahead and – because this is a big one for you. Which Oh, by the way, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, here it is. We got this a couple years back. It's called the phone jail. Let me see if you can see that. It's probably not going to... There we go. And what it is... Oh, now people are going to want to go to YouTube and look. It's, a, it's actually go. a jail here that you can put your phone in. You open it up. You put the phones in. You put a little lock on it. So we, for those of you who are actually listening on the podcast side of things, Mike's holding up a, a, a rectangular object um, that like is a, a cage. It looks yep. like a little cage you would put a, a bird in, and yes. then you can open it up and put the phone in and, and lock it, has it up. A, has a little lock. It has slots. One, two, three, four, oh, five, six slots. Oh, it has slots. Okay, yes. so you can slot them in there. <laughs> and we got them because we didn't like to have, at supper time, we want the phones put away. Yeah. And we had guests come in, and they would just sit at the table and talk and text and while we're there. And I'm like, we're they're not there, we're here. So talk to us. So you become less connected of those in the room. Like, we are actually together right now. Mm-hmm. Focus on who's in the room, right. and yet... We want to be 10,000 miles away. We're texting someone in Uganda. Or we or, actually think we can do both. 
That's, and it's impossible. Yeah, that's a huge problem. Because like you said before, if you're going to do one thing, you're giving up something else. And right. by that's doing right. that, you're giving up the conversation and what's going on in the room. Yeah, that's um, the, the myth of uh, multitasking, right? Right. Yes. What it really seems to tell the people that are in the room with you is that... I'm, I'm not important. Yeah. yeah. I, these people are more important, so I'm going to respond to them. That's right. Yeah. So. And there might be a time where you can be interrupted. And that's why if I'm eating at the table and I get a phone call... I'll excuse myself. I figure that everybody at the table does not Don't care about it. my conversation with so-and-so. I'll be right. like, oh, it's so-and-so. Let me go take that call. And then right. I, I get up and walk away and I, and I talk. And that's that's actually very proper. Right. It's rude of me to sit there right in front of everybody, grab my phone, answer it, and say, oh, hey, Bob. Oh, yeah, I'm just here talking with everybody else. You want to say hi? Hey. And then just carry on with the conversation. And they're just they're, they're captive to them. They can't talk now. They feel like they have to wait for you to get off the phone. Yeah. Right. And it's very rude. But even worse than talking on the phone, I mean, that's terrible. But just sitting there and trying to pretend like you're in the conversation, but have to, you know, you're just clicking and scrolling and whatever, and you're just kind of trying to do the multitasking mm, thing, yes. and it doesn't work, and it's very rude. Yeah, so. we've done, we've read studies on the multitasking myth, and you really can't. I know a lot of ladies think, oh, I can multitask. No, you can't. You can multitask Certain somewhat, things. but yeah. you're going to miss a lot. And what, and what the message you're giving out to the people involved are, I don't care about you. Yeah. I care about all the things I'm interested in, and I don't really care about you. So be aware of that. Uh, okay, so another one there, Chuck. So another one we had is it's uh, addicting by the means okay, of social media and games. <laughs> yes. Addiction. Come on, man. We are talking about phones here. How many of us know about addiction to this thing and what's on here? Now, I was talking to a, a fella that he was giving up his social media. And he was just saying how he was addicted to it and he needed to get off his phone. And I just, I never even thought about putting it on my phone. I don't have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I don't have any social media on my phone. Never have, never will. I don't want that stuff on my phone. If I go to social media, I go on my computer and I purposely go to it for that purpose. Yeah, you and mentioned that last weekend. I found that interesting because, I, I mean, I, I never go to Facebook on a computer. Right, okay. I, I, Most I people rarely, don't. I right. really don't use, I hardly use Facebook. I, right, I will right, go right. look sometimes and I do like to keep up with people. Um, but it's only on my phone. I never go strange, on right. a computer. I never oh, so, even thought about that. So do you get a lot of alerts all throughout no, the day? No, I get no alerts. Because you don't have it set up for that? I may have turned it off. I right. may have turned the Facebook yeah. alerts off. Well, if you are someone who is into Facebook and you have it on your phone the alerts probably come in constantly yeah. and yeah. I didn't want any of that so I didn't even have my phone so I just go to the computer and so that's my time where I want I want so I'm actually intentional I don't want it on my phone so yeah. the addiction to social media not to say that I can't be addicted to social media on my phone sure. on my com computer but games and media right. and different things definitely can be addictive when you're just bored. They're designed to be. Yeah, it, you're so easy when you're bored just to whip mm -hmm. out your phone and start playing a game or check social media or check the scores of the games or check the weather. or It's so easy just to take right. your phone out. I've been there. I'm guilty. I think we've all been guilty of that here yep. um, because it's so easy. Well, I remember that I used to have Facebook on my phone years ago. And I remember like I'd go to my room. This was when you were at work. So, 
And sometimes I would just find myself scrolling and it's like, you just scroll and like, you'll see something interesting and you just keep scrolling. It's kind of, it felt to me like I was waiting to get the hit that I needed. Like right. now I'm like, mm. oh, okay, that's enough. Now I can go back to whatever I was Reality. doing. And I was like, okay, that's not a good feeling. Like, I don't think well, I no. should feel like uh, that. And then I read an article one time talking about how callous we become as a society because of Facebook, because as you're just scrolling through Facebook, you'll get messages like, my child is sick, pray for me. And then we, oh, we put a care heart thing or a like. And then the next one is, you know, the Cubs, Cubs traded so-and-so. And then you, the next one is, you know, here's my meal. And we become desensitized to the important issues. Mm. And we just lump them all together to our casseroles that we're making. You know, it, it is really, our minds are, we just, oh, that's sad. Oh, sad face. Oh, like it. Oh, heart. You know, and we're just going through and just we're becoming de- de- detached from what's really going on yeah. in the world. Right. Um, so anyway, let's go to the next one. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and put the next two together if okay, that's all right okay. with y'all yeah. because it yeah. kind of goes in the same thing. So um, the phones can cause anxiety mm-hmm. and it also increases the stress level. So what do we mean by that? Well, stress for sure because it's constantly beeping and all these alerts and I've got to respond to all these people. Yes, yep, which causes anxiety. Yeah. So that's why they're one and the same right It's there. supposed to make things simple because you have all these organizing and all this other stuff, but it just sometimes is... Takes over. Yeah. Well, especially for a mother who's yeah. trying to spend time with her kids, there's that temptation where these are. this is more important right here, the phone than my children. And your kid's screaming over there and you're frustrated because you need to deal with them, but somebody wants the recipe that you said you would send them. And so it just... We didn't have this issue when we were raising our kids. Not for a while. Uh, Cell phones didn't come out until, what, 13 years ago, Joshua? You said 2007? So by then, Abigail was eight, and and we didn't even have a cell phone uh, or smartphone until I don't even know when we had it. But Uh um, I I first had an... uh, What was it? iPod Touch. If you remember those, an iPod Touch. It was like a cell phone, but it was just for music and stuff. And uh, so that was like a to get you warmed up for the the iPhone. And I don't know when we first got a smartphone, uh, but it wasn't that long ago. So anyway, but it does cause stress and anxiety. Why don't we go ahead and read Psalm 1-1. It says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Now, we decided just to stop right there. We could read the whole chapter. This is a good one to always remind ourselves that what are we putting ourselves around? What are we surrounding ourselves with? We, yeah. With our apps, our games, our, you know, the, the things that we have, the internet on our phone, What who are we in the counsel of here? And mm-hmm. uh, so we have to be aware of... of are we the, the blessed man or are we the guy that's the scoffer? And we want to be very, very, very careful with that line. So uh, why don't we go to 1 Corinthians? Well, before you do that, okay. if I can say, I, Psalm 1 is always one that I, it stands out to me for the way that's actually the progression. And okay. I can see that as a picture with the phone, too, because how much you actually give in to the temptation to continually use this thing. Right. Um, you go from walking to standing hmm. to sitting. Yep. And it's just, you see the progression and how it actually pulls you down. Yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. Yeah. That's a good point. First Corinthians 6.12, what do we have here? It says, All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Sounds familiar. Like we just mm. read that one? Yes, but not but exactly. Exactly, because the other one said, All things edify not. So I think sometimes we have to consider, okay, is this edifying to me or is it not? But this one says, I won't be brought under the power of any. And you talk about addiction and this yes. pull, and it's like, okay, yes. I shouldn't be brought this under is, the power. This is, as a Christian, now we're, we're talking to Christians hopefully out there, and if you're not 
saved, you're not a Christian, then that's a whole other episode. We'll <laughs> go to that one. Uh, but this one came first, actually, than the First Corinthians 10 verse. Yeah. But all things are lawful, but all things are not expedient. Now, expedient is like uh, beneficial. Not all mm-hmm. things uh, are, are good. Um, all things are lawful for me, but but I will not be brought under the power of any. Now, we as Christians have the the, the power. We, we are not under sin. The bondage of sin has been put away from, as Romans 6 teaches, that we are dead to sin, we're alive to God, that we are no longer slaves to sin. And so we do have that power to not be addicted to these things. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we we let ourselves. We mm-hmm. uh, uh, forget how Romans puts it. Um, the, the, we... Uh, we basically enslave ourselves by, by, by handing ourselves over to these things. So we want to be very careful that these yeah. things are lawful. Like Once again, we're not making laws or rules here, but is it wise? And that's what we're, yeah. we're, we're talking about. We're not being brought under the power. Okay, so now this goes to the next subsection, um, parenting and cell phones. So this is a big one. A lot of people have a lot of questions when it comes to raising their kids. And what do we do? Right. How do you how do you determine what's appropriate? Right. Yeah. So here's a good example. I was reading. I think this came from Focus on the Family. It may not. I, I don't remember where this came from, but it was a car example. So when a kid turns 16, we like give them keys, and but not always 16. Maybe 17. Maybe mm-hmm. 18. Depends on their maturity. Uh, some kids started when they're 15. Shh. Don't tell the government. <laughs> uh, you know, we depending on what vehicles they drive. But they don't. They can't get their license until they're 16 right. because that's when the government sees them as mature. There's I'd like to see it as 18. Education yes. courses. Yeah, absolutely. Because this is serious, right? Right. It's a it's a vehicle. You could kill people with this. It's you can get in accidents. You can maim people. You can cost money. So yeah. they take classes, like you say, and we take tests for this, and then we hand over the keys to the car. And even then, people are stupid with it. <laughs> and so. <laughs> Well, since you're on the car example, that was one of the things I was reading I thought was pretty interesting is that you remember the first time you got to drive? Yes, I do. You remember the feeling that you oh, had when yeah. you got that first time yeah. of driving? Power. Well, the, the article I was reading said that's what the phone is like for kids now. Absolutely. It's like that first time they get to drive. When they get wow. that phone for the first time, it's a it's a status. It's yes. A, it's a, it's a, uh, you know, a, a Milestone. A milestone in their life, yeah, right. and and also amongst their peers. Yes. Know? Well, and so think about it as the car example, which is a very—we don't just hand a car over to a 10-year-old. My mm-hmm. goodness. Why in the world would we just hand over a phone full of all the evils that we've talked about to and the dangers and, and the things that they can get in an accident and hurt themselves? Why would we hand that over to a 10-year-old? Right. And I'm not saying—oh, there's another alert uh, as eBay— <laughs> and so, the um, why do we hand these things over to people who aren't ready for it, uh, who could get into a lot of trouble? So that is yeah. where we're going to talk about the age restrictions and all that later. But these are things that we need to start thinking about, that what age is appropriate to give your child a phone? Uh, so we have a lot of different, you have the car example, but we also have science Non-believers. These are right. unbelievers who have studied the brain, and they've actually said what? They say that a child on a screen is is actually damaging to the brain. Right. Like, as they're spending time on that, it's actually hurting them. Yeah, it actually so. causes stress. It causes sleep issues, um, loss of interest in the real-world activities, which we talked about already for us as well. Um, so there's recommendations. These are, these are pediatric 
people, uh, pediatricians have gone out and, and made recommendations for screen time. Yes. Just access. Um, so we're jumping ahead a little bit, but I'll go ahead and get into those. So the, the screen time, or do you want to hold that for a later? Uh, go ahead. Okay. We'll just remember. So one of the one of the issues we deal with is how much time do you spend on the phone? We talked yep. about that. Right. Obviously, it's very, um, it can be, definitely be a problem if you're spending too much time on the phone. But for children um, and young adults, we may say, sure. it's more of an issue because they have more of a developing brain at that time. So even these uh, these real world people, uh, these people from um, from a worldly perspective, the pediatrician said that we're talking about not just phones, but also computer and TVs. How much time are they recommending? And for two to five-year-olds, they say no more than one hour per day. Right. Now, it's computer, phone, TV, any kind of screen That's time. That's crazy. Yeah. For five to 17 years old. Yeah, 17. No more than two hours a day. And that's um, not what the averages are. No. We, we, we read a study, which I do not believe, and I, I wanted citation and all this, but you were saying that the average person stay is, gets 11 hours of screen time a day. Yeah, I actually have that. That, was, have that? that was from um, Nielsen. It said the average adult in the United States spends 11 hours and 27 minutes per day interacting with media across TV, TV-connected devices, radio, computers, and mobile devices. That's, That's crazy. 2019, so it could be worse now. Well, and I started thinking about that. The because uh, when I'm at work, all day long I'm listening to something, you know, and it's good stuff, right? But I'm yeah. consuming media, and so I'm like, maybe it's not so unreasonable. But here's professional pediatrics and psychologists and all those people. They're not even Christians necessarily, saying that five to seventeen year old no more than two hours per day. Two hours per day. Check yeah. out his first notification. But it didn't make a noise. <laughs> it did not. <laughs> it got in silence. But you were still distracted. That's I, saw I that. Well, the, it lit up. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, well, let's go back here to the. You know, here's a research that 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 Chuck found here that a thousand Americans. When should kids get their smartphone? So this is just a. When do you think? Right. Yeah. When do you think is the appropriate time for a child or your child to actually get a cell phone? What's the right age? Right. So here's the, I'll go backward here. So they said 0.9% said preschool. Who in the world would say that? Well, <laughs> I only, mean, for real. <laughs> only 10 people, evidently. Wow. So, yeah. uh, younger than preschool, which I don't even know what that means. Wow. Yeah. Why that came wow. there, right? younger than preschool. Yeah. Preschool is still. Preschool, well, right? Yeah. Preschool where I worked started with two-year-olds, so we're talking about under two. Oh, no. That was two to four percent. Now look, it, it can wow. be a great babysitter. You just hand this off to your kid, and they'll be happy for a while. You give oh, them a yeah. game or some yeah. TV thing to watch, and they'll be happy. But it comes at a cost. Absolutely, mm. and this is what they're saying. So uh, elementary school is at five point nine percent. Older than high school, seventeen point seven percent. High school, thirty three point two percent. And middle school at 40%. So we didn't do them in the order of age, but this was the order of what yeah. people thought. Yeah, the so percentages. 40% think that middle school is a good age. So you have over 70% of the population say middle school to high school. And that's not the wow. truth, though. I, that I see is kids, not the truth. Right. I see kids wow. younger than five walking around with cell phone. Well, they may not have a cell phone that's connected to, like, internet and all that, but they definitely have a device in their hand. Right. And yeah. they have an yeah. iPad or they have a Yeah, I think iPhone. I saw, I don't know if it was this one or something, but the reality is more like eight or nine years old right. is the majority. Now, that's our specific crazy. rules, what's that? I just said, that's crazy. I, yeah, it is it's crazy. crazy. <laughs> our specific rules were that our kids aren't going to get a smartphone until they either, one, or start driving in some way, and then even that, it's not internet connected. Or two, they are like 18 or something like that. And most of them drive before they're 18. So 
uh, that was our rule in our house. Now they have access to a phone, or when they start a job, you know, or, or when they go out of the house, we want them to have a phone on them so in case something happens. Um, but other than that, it's usually a community phone that is stripped down, and it's just for uh, phone access. Now they have access to computers at home, and we're right. not trying to be luddites here and say they can't have any uh, internet or anything like that. But it is very f- controlled for a reason, and you can call me a control freak, and that's that's fine. But I get one shot with my kids, and Absolutely. I'm not going to ruin it. Yeah. The, so the, the the thing here is there is no appropriate age. Right. Yeah. That's the thing to realize. There There's an appropriate time, but it depends on, number one, uh, for me anyway, it depends on what's the need, which you were talking right, about. Right. They're going to mm-hmm. go out of the house. They're going to be going somewhere. They need a way to, you want a way to communicate with yep. them. Um, uh, are they going to be off alone, you know, where they, they mm-hmm. could, they need to be able to communicate to you some way? Um, but also, you know, just looking at their maturity level, you know, are right. they, are they ready to take on the responsibility right. and do mm-hmm. they understand the responsibility? And I think that's our, you know, part of our, um, our responsibility is to teach them that. Absolutely, right. but uh, it's it's a it's an age plus maturity, and for mm-hmm. me also, I'm like you, Mike. It's it's a need. Why do they need it? Absolutely. If it's not needed, uh, if it's just so that they have a, um, uh, they feel like everybody else. Obviously, that's not a good enough. It's reason. It's not a good reason. Yeah. Nope, nope. There's way too many people jumping off that cliff. So not a good reason. So what about limits on my child's phone? So I, I finally decide when. And what age, what, what, what time period I want my kid to have a phone, should I limit it? So just because my kid has a phone, is it completely open to everything? Mm-hmm. Well, I hope not. I hope you're a little smarter than that. And so what should we uh, limit? Well, I think that, again, depends on the maturity of the child. And, depends on the family. I mean, with, on with iPhone, it's really easy to take off everything, you know, right. other than just the ability to call, text, maps, you can put on, you yeah, know, they just do make it each, easy. IPhone each does app make as it. you feel like, okay, they can handle this one. Yeah. And if you so. don't know how to do that on your iPhone, there's plenty of, you go look on YouTube yeah. and on how to do that, parental controls. Or reach out to us and I mean, I'll be glad to, we're glad to send you something. Sure. Yeah. Because sure. The, the iPhone has improved much over the years. It makes it very easy to let you pick and choose what's going to be allowed. Right. You can even take off the app store so they can't download Absolutely. an app, yes. you know, on their it's own or whatever. There's all sorts of um, parental controls that you can use. So yeah. I think, I mean, initially for, for my kids, that definitely, if there's going to be a smartphone, uh, number one is going to be the internet browser. You don't need a web browser. Right. No access to the internet. Right. Um, you're going to uh, disable the games. Um, I choose the social media, so uh, mm-hmm. there are some groups that I may want them to be able to communicate with, if sure. it's, um, yeah. like our family group, you know, so they can right. get their brothers and sisters, but you can choose that. And then once you've made your decisions of what's appropriate or not, then you can lock it down. You yeah. can actually right. take, lock them from being able to get to the app right. store, which you don't want them to be able to go right. get anything they want in the app store. Right. Yeah. Now, we, we talked about this, and this is, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, I'm trying to remember if we put this in the notes somewhere. Be very upfront with your kids uh, how this process is going to go. I know a lot of people say, I have the right to look at my kid's phone at any time. Well, make sure they know that ahead of time. Mm, Don't just make that up all of a sudden. Like, give me your phone, you know. It's very private, and uh, we we have access to our kids' phones if we want to. We never have checked their phones. But if you know your kids and you know when they're trying to sneak around with stuff or they're getting into trouble – you do have rights to, to, to see what's going on and ask them. Now, now the, the, here's the weird thing about Christians. So especially in our, our circles, our homeschool circles, they think we're so legalistic and we're the only parents to have rules. 
Well, let me tell you something. Out there in the world, they're, they're struggling with this too. They don't want their kids to, to meet older men, their daughters to meet older men online in these social groups. So they, when the kids get in trouble and they disobey, guess what the first thing is they do? They ground them from the phone. Do you know what grounding means? Mm. That means give me your phone for a week. You cannot have it. And that's brutal to a teenager. Yeah. yeah so, you know, it, just because that in our circles we want to see what's going on in your life does not make us a legalist, does not make us mean parents. That means that we are concerned. Now, granted, there are parents that can use this against their kids. And if you're a parent that is doing that, shame on you. You shouldn't. This is a... You're not doing this just to be mean. You are really caring about what the kid is is up to, and you have to have have a level of trust. You want to be able to help them. Right, and, yeah, and in the, the same way of car, if you if they've gotten to that place where they can trust them with the car, and if they've gotten to the same place where you can trust with the phone, you have to give them some space. Now, you we have you can have some rules, like you can only go to work and come back home in, in right. the car. Just like you can only use this for X, Y, and Z. It's a tool. But whatever those rules are in your family, make sure it's very clear and stated multiple times so that they know and it's not vague. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah, Well, and I will say it. The rules should relax over time. I mean, like what we started with when Abigail first used a phone to where she is now. She's has, 22 has, now, so yeah. Has, right, has changed yeah. a lot. And pretty much, you know, she doesn't have rules at this point. I mean, yeah. I talked to her about it, and I'm like, look, if your phone is a source of temptation, you need to get rid of it. Yeah. You need yeah. to get some accountability. But, I mean, at this point, I'm like, you need to be able to do what's right and wrong for yeah, yourself. Yeah, you, I mean, at that point, you want to. You hope that you have actually accomplished what you set out that's to right. do. And that's so they can stand on their own right? and right. have their own yeah. convictions. And that's yeah. scary. But that's where I'm at. I have to stand on my own. That's yeah. where we're at. We have to. So the last thing here before we get to kind of our rules, I know we talked about our rules a little bit. Yeah. Where are phones allowed? You know, parents have those questions. Do we just once again? Do we just let them have at it? Well, and again, this in the secular world, a lot of the things I was reading, that's a big issue. And a lot of people are like, I will not let my kids have their phones in their room, and right. I won't let them have them at the dinner table or on Saturdays, or they'll pick a day that's a tech-free day, and so they won't have them. Right, because even the world is realizing that this is just too consuming, that the, 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 the it's not good for development. And they're not even thinking of the spiritual aspect. Right. No. But no. there's a lot of dangers out there when you're bringing the whole world right into your bedroom and you're under the covers text you don't know who they're texting no. you don't know who they're reaching out to yeah. i mean we've known friends of ours that you know daughters are meeting people on online and setting up places to meet right. that is very 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 dangerous you don't know yeah. who these people are and so you've got to be very, very, very concerned about these things. Okay, yeah. so let's go real quick to our rules before we take a break. I know we've gone really long. We don't have a game show or questions, so we can go a little bit longer in some of these. I think this is very important, though. So our rules, we got three rules here, right? Yeah, and I think two, the two we touched on, we just didn't touch on the first one. Yeah, the first one is, I know this is a unique rule. This is a Charleston rule, and we've relaxed a little bit on this. Mm-hmm. But kids can't look on other people's phones. Now, I'm not saying that Jeremiah, Rebecca, and Hannah, uh, and Abigail, they're all over 18. They've got to decide those things for themselves here at this point. Uh, but our younger ones, we don't allow them to, someone's like, hey, look at this. Hey, check this out. Mm-hmm. We're like, nope, turn your eyes away, say you can't look at it. You have to get permission. You might say, oh, come on, that's serious. Well, you know what? People have been exposed to pornography quicker than that. You know, just say, hey, yeah. look at that. Mm-hmm. Boom. And it's like this. 
you know, I don't know what they're showing. I don't right. know what kind of things they're exposing. So we have to be very careful and, and very aware. And most of the time, like we, we were at our house one time and our neighbors came over and we were talking about a certain subject. And he, the neighbor boy looked it up on his phone and was showing and Jeremiah didn't know what to do because he's like showing him. And I looked right at Jeremiah and I kind of nodded my head like, it's okay. You know, go ahead and look. Because I knew what he was searching. It, right. it was pretty obvious. And so he felt comfortable and he, he looked. But just normally when they're out playing volleyball and someone wants to pull out their phone and say, look at this. Right. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys have a rule like that in your house. So, yeah, for our younger children, if they don't have a phone. So, I mean, right. obviously, if somebody has their own phone. If they don't have a phone, yeah, they have to have permission if they're going to give somebody else's right. phone. Yeah. they got to come ask um, and if they are going, if we do even allow that, then still they're sitting in an area where it's open with everybody else. So you right. can see what's going on. Right. Yeah. Um, same thing if we're riding in a vehicle. Yes. If you're going to be in a vehicle and you want to use somebody's phone, even if it's using mom's, you're going to be sitting beside somebody else for accountability. Yep. 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 Yeah. No, that's that's a really good one. Yeah. Because well, the, the 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 question though is like, what about siblings? What if you have an older sibling that you're not sure about, and they're coming into your house? And, hey, come over here and sit down. You have to make that sibling aware that, hey, we don't – if this is your rule, if this is going to be your rule, you have to make sure that, hey, you know this rule. Just because you're our daughter or our son doesn't mean you can just show our other kids this mm-hmm. stuff and just yeah. make sure they know that if they can't respect it, then we have problems. Then we're going to have issues with uh, with allowing them maybe even come in the house because it's, it's that important. We don't know what people are bringing into your house. It mm-hmm. is – it's so easy nowadays. Like we thought about with our modem, or not our modem, uh, what do you call router? Mm-hmm. <laughs> our router just to shut everybody off so no one can have access when they come over to our house. But it doesn't matter. They're connected to 4G. Right. And they can still just watch whatever. Mm-hmm. And that makes me very uncomfortable where, uh, you know, they people can live stream. People can just record your life. They can... Uh, there's a lot of things that can be brought into your house, right. so you want to be very, yeah. very, very careful. Yeah. So what do we have here? We've got books that might help, babe. Why don't oh, you talk about we didn't talk. We didn't finish number oh, two, two okay. We talked about it, but we might as well just go through yeah. it. Okay. So number one was uh, kids can't look at other other people's phones. Number two, we did talk about this already. Uh, it's more of a win. No phones until driving or there's a need. Yeah, and that was our rule. I don't know if you guys have Actually, a similar rule. Actually, we did the same thing. It's basically okay. based on a need. That was the time frame when we started looking at it. If, yeah. if the need wasn't there, then they didn't, they didn't get right, it. Right, right. And there's no need for the internet when you're you know outside you know just if you want the internet come in on the computer where it's out in the open and it's not because we don't trust our kids but it is because we don't trust our kids you know they're still developing they're they're like i said there's a different ages and different responsibility when abigail was 18 17 18 we we had complete trust in her and actually most of our kids by the time they were 17 18 we didn't have any issues, so right. it was it was fine. So number three, what? Go ahead. Number, number three, three was we always have a right to search their phones. Yes, and this and is I, that was the one that we talked about. That right. yeah, make it clear with them in that the beginning. We don't want to do this, right? But if if you do have this rule, make it clear that we do have this rule, but we're only going to do that if it's uh, you you present yourself with having issues. Like if all of a sudden you become very argumentative, if you become rebellious. Uh, like who are you talking to? If you're being secretive, like if we walk by and you like close your phone like this, yeah. if you're watching on YouTube, uh, <laughs> you hide, try to hide things, uh, then we're going to have a problem. Right. You know, one time yeah. Rebecca did that. Uh, she's over there with her little uh, laptop and she's typing away and I went to walk behind and she kind of shut her screen. 
And I was like, well, what's up with that? Uh-huh. What are you doing? And then, then she's like, well, let me see what you're doing. She's like, well, I'm just, I'm typing my book, and I don't want anybody to see my book right now. And so she opened up and showed me, and I'm like, okay, that's fine. I understand, but I'm not, I'm, trust me, I'm not reading your book. Uh, it's, I just was curious what you're doing. And uh, so anyway, why don't you go ahead and books that might help. And these are not Christian books necessarily. Oh, I think they are. Or some of them are? Yeah. Well, these, okay. these two are. The first one is 12 Ways Your Phone is Changing You. And, and I've, oh, yeah, that I've one is. listened yeah. to that. I've read it. And it yeah. is Christian. But it's rather interesting. So a good read. And then the other one is the TechWise Family, Everyday Steps for Putting Technology in Its Proper Place. And we'll put those two in the description on YouTube yeah. and even in the podcast description we'll put in there. 12 Ways the Phone is Changing. It's a really good book. I think I have it on my phone, too. I'm not sure. Maybe I have, not. I have the audio somehow. The TechWise family, everyday steps for putting technology in its proper place. Um, those are two good books. So uh, why don't we take a quick break? Well, let me oh, throw this ahead. in while, I'm on, while we're on helps because sure. I found this interesting. So when I was doing a little research for the for the show today, I, I sent you a link from a site, and it just happened. I, I didn't even know this was in existence today, um, but there's a company out there called Gab Wireless. Yep. Um, you can look at them if you want to. They actually sell phones and phone plans that are stripped down. But um, regardless of whether you're going to want to use their product or not, there's a lot of good information mm-hmm. that uh, they make a Available through their blog articles that they do. That's uh, on the topic on this topic. Yes, and that we know a few people that have that phone, and they've been pushing that. Uh, what is it called again? Gab G A B B Wireless. GabWireless.com. We'll put that link too in the description as I'm looking at Joshua and giving him more work to do. <laughs> so, all right, why don't we take a quick break? And uh, I guess I don't know, we don't really have an email and we don't have a game show. I did have an idea, but we may not do it. We may just come back uh, with the next part. Thank you for listening. This is the Mike Charleston Show. We are back, and we will uh, do something this segment before we get back into our cell phones. So uh, my cell phone told me that it reminded me why we didn't. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the We're going to talk about our week a little bit. Um, we don't have a game because Abigail and Rebecca are both in Pennsylvania enjoying a, a week away. Um, I am wearing, if, you haven't, if you're watching on YouTube, I am wearing a shirt. It's called the National Bible Bee. Um, it's... Uh, it's a nice little T-shirt, but it's the Bible Bee shirt, and every year we do the Bible Bee. Well, this year, uh, your family did it. A couple of yep, your kids um, did it. Uh, Laura another family. And yep, and a couple, another family, the Cherion family, uh, joined us, and um, and even uh, the Grimms, uh, Riley did. You know, so we had a little big big group there. Little big, is that <laughs> little big? Uh, but Lydia got accepted. She got 40th she place. Qualified. She qualified for nationals. And Elizabeth did too, hopefully. She, the top, they take the top 120. Right. And then uh, the, hop, the top 120 get to go to nationals. But there's some people who just do it for the summer and they don't yeah. want to actually go. Well, Elizabeth got 122nd. So right. she's oh. an alternate, which most likely she will, all two people just have to drop out and then she will uh, jump in. So most likely she'll be going to. Which is pretty good seeing that it's her first year as, first a, senior, year as a senior. So she's yeah. the youngest in her yeah. group. So that's pretty, so that's a, a good accomplishment. So as a freshman getting, uh, getting in there, that's pretty good. So, so congratulations. we call the sports being on the bubble, right? She's on the bubble. <laughs> yep, she's on the bubble. <laughs> she's at the top. She's like a, a game behind. <laughs> so half a game behind uh, the wild card leader. Um, but no, she, um, so congratulations. Congratulations to all 
all of them. They, yeah. they, they did a lot of work. It's not easy. It, if you look at their schedule regimen, it's very intense. Yes, and it I know that Laura was saying that even if she makes it, she doesn't know if she wants to continue. Yeah, I and I don't blame her in a way. Yeah. It's, a, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of dedication. And hopefully they enjoy. We don't make them do this, but I think they enjoy doing that. Uh, Lydia, who's sitting in the studio right now, she actually made it to the top 15 once and got to go on stage, and and she looked a little nervous, but she said she really loved it, like being out there on the stage. And I'm like, oh, I'm a little worried for her. She, oh she, likes, the, she likes the lights. Huh? She's like you. She comes alive when the lights turn on. I don't know on. if she came alive. She was still robotic, but uh, we got some time. But anyway, so uh, – and um, – uh, everyone knows that Larry and Pam moved in, and yeah, so we were but settling But they moved in. back out now. They're... They moved back out. They're in Virginia now for a couple of weeks. So Chuck just remembered what he did. Yeah, and... I was trying to think, what did I do this week? I can't remember. Well, yeah. actually, um, one of my older daughters came in uh, for, oh, the, yeah. for the weekend. She came in. Uh, Elizabeth did to uh, shoot a, a wedding. And, uh, She's so a photographer. She, she is a photographer. It, she, yeah. right. she didn't shoot anybody. She shot the <laughs> camera. But we um, So we kind of left Saturday open to spend time with her and kind of let her and the other children choose, you know, what do you want to do? And yeah. um, they kind of surprised me. So I have this old uh, 1982 Dodge oh, yeah. pickup. I saw my, the pictures That was this. my grandfather's yeah. that uh, I've had for about four or five years now. And I want to restore it, get it back to running condition. And um, it's just been sitting out under the tree, you know, the the mildew and stuff growing on it. So uh, they said, hey, can we can we pull it out and clean it? And I was like, well, yeah, if that's what y'all want to do. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, a bit of work, but it was fun. We got it out, cleaned it up, um, and enjoyed that for a while. Then it became work, and, and we took a break and went to the creek and went swimming, and uh, came back, finished it up, and pulled it under a shed so that won't happen again. So That's, we had well, it ready to work. For a long time, at least. Yeah. And uh, you're going to start working on it? That's the plan. Yeah. Jeannie asked me, Restore how long do you it. think it'll take to, to get going? I said, well, that depends on how much money I spend every week. That's Well, <laughs> the good news is, Chuck, that um, your daughter, who is marrying my son, it's trying to keep the wedding costs down there. Yeah, I actually had to tell her this past week. So look, you don't have to skip so much. Right? You know, said, no, I'm enjoying. It. I said, I appreciate that, but yeah. you know, I want you to enjoy your wedding. Too. Enjoy it. That's <laughs> so fine. But they are. They try really did have hard three to keep weddings, the weddings down. And uh, 14 months. Yes. So yeah. the money wow. is is disappeared. <laughs> so, but the good news is there is a break. There is a break. There is a hopefully there is a big break for a while. Yes. Um, so anyway, that is uh, it could be short. You know, Elizabeth finds the right guy. That's right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For, for, yeah. Well, for us, we're kind of where you were maybe two or three years ago. That there's a possibility we could have like three right in yeah. a row. Yeah. Uh, we've got a bunch of girls between the two of us. How many girls do we have? Well. We have five, and he has eight. Eight, yes. So we have 13, 13. girls. Yeah. We, we thought about buying a hall so we could just do weddings. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll just do our own and rent it out to others. That's right, because uh, 13 potential weddings. Uh, and not, that's not even including our sons. But uh, but anyway, is there anything else that happened this week? That uh, Just so. rain, 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 and more rain. Yeah. Uh, except we did have a couple of cool days. So All right, well, let's get right back into the uh, subject that's at hand. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to The Mike Charleston Show. All right, we are back. Yeah, I didn't do any of my sound effects today, but uh, we are back and we got some, we are late in the game. We apologize for that, but we're going to, we're going to go. 
so the next little subject here is my responsibility with my phone. So this is a message for you. Whoever's listening right now, I'm assuming that most of the people listening are king of their own phone, you know, that they have, they have they're responsible for the, themselves. They're a little older. And if not, well, then so be it. But we have a, a, a list of questions to challenge you. Maybe we'll make a comment here or there on some of these, but to clarify. But let's just go through some of these questions. So the first one is, uh, do I control my phone or does it control me? Yes. Do mm-hmm. I control? Does it control me? Now, a lot of us will just say, well, of course I don't control, but really consider that. Use the, the time the time uh, app, you know, to see how much time you're actually spending. Okay, what's another question we got, babe? How is my screen time? Is that the app thing? You know, yep. if you don't have it, I would encourage you to use it just just for kicks. Well, you I, can always. I'm pretty sure it's in the settings. Yes, it you is. You can right. always go and find your screen time, even if it doesn't come up every week. That is true. Can. Yeah, you can go look at it, and yeah. and it's an eye opener. Sometimes you're like, there is no way I spent three hours a day on my uh, on my phone. Right. And then you go and look at it, and they actually break it down to what you did, and I'm like, oh, I guess I did. Yeah. And that's embarrassing. Um, okay, what's another question we have? How are my relationships with my my spouse or my kids, and can I remember the last heart-to-heart conversation we had? And when we say heart-to-heart, we're not talking about text message. We're like we actually sat down <laughs> heart, and heart. looked them in the eye and, and talked to them. Right, exactly. None of those, but actually just talk to them. Right. I mean, these are people you live with and you supposedly care a lot about, so you should be able to remember. Oh, yeah. Well, I just had that talk with you know this one the other day, and remember what we talked about. And if you can't remember. And maybe it's been a little while. Yeah, okay. And what's another one, babe? So then the next one is, do those around you jokingly make comments about how you're always on your phone? Because there is truth in every joke, There could be some truth in every joke. Yeah, that's for sure. But uh, that's a hard one when other people are like, man, you're always on your phone. And you're like, oh, not really. I I can multitask. And uh, you might want to just check yourself. Yeah. All right, what's another one there, Chuck? Am I being tempted or giving in to temptation to look at wicked things on the phone? Yeah, this is a this is a good one. We'll get into a verse here in just a second that would would help with this one, but there is a huge temptation for just about anybody, but especially guys out there. And if you're not if you don't have any kind of filters, there used to be a filters for my phone like K9, but they no longer exist. Uh, as far as I know, and some of the other filters aren't very good. So you just have to discipline yourself. And there is some parental controls that you can use even for yourself. But if you're being tempted, you might want to consider getting rid of your phone. Yeah, It's not worth it. It's just yeah. not worth it. Yeah. Um, Okay. All right. Let's, so the next one is, how distracted am I? Am I able to keep my focus where it needs oh, okay, to sorry. be? <laughs> so how distracted are you? I mean, some some of us, we just can't seem to think straight and we'll say, I just can't focus. I can't whatever. Well, this is another one where we deceive ourselves. I'm really not that distracted. Right. Ask your kids. Yeah. Ask your kids. They'll let you know. Yeah. Right. Ask them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not ask them directly. Yeah. All right. And the last one we came up with was what? The phone is for your convenience, not others. That was kind of my yeah. dad's quote, right? Yeah, same idea that I used to have with the answering machine. It's like I tell the kids when the phone's ringing, I bought the answering machine yeah. so I don't have to answer exactly. the phone. Especially when exactly. so-and-so calls. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got some Bible verses here. Second Timothy 3, 2. It says, For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, and unholy. I wanted to put this one in here just because of the first part of it. The lovers of their own selves. And boy, oh boy, when we get on social media, what about this right here? The selfie. selfie. <laughs> yeah, the, the old selfie. You know, I, I, I go out to places and I'll see a guy. And if you're on YouTube, you'll see this. If you're not, you're just going to have to imagine. But he'll sit there and he'll 
he'll adjust his chin, his smile, the camera <laughs> angle, get all. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's doing a selfie. Yeah. I saw Jeremiah do that the other day. And I'm like, oh, son, <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, and, well, when we went to whatever trip we went to, uh, we were at a mall. They actually have a selfie whole place you like can pay some amount of money 10 oh, 20 yeah. bucks and you can go in and take a picture and all the different settings that they have and yeah they, unbelievable they, they, there's like a bathtub in there it was like from the 70s almost and you crazy. could go take selfies it was a selfie store oh that's crazy yeah, yeah. okay well one, oh, let's go to first john 5 21 it says little children keep yourselves from idols okay so idols i, I are we getting into this later because this is what I, I i don't want to go off too much but I was reading an article, maybe it was the one you sent me, maybe it was the one I sent you, I don't remember, but what you behold is what you worship. That's coming. It's coming. Okay, I'll save it for later. But this can definitely be an idol. There is no doubt about it. If you want to argue that, good. Good luck, because this is definitely, this is our... This is almost worshipped in our in our society. This is every, take we, we can't live without it. Let's put yeah. it that way. Right. So, little children, keep yourselves from idols. Now, I'm not saying that everyone who has a cell phone; it's an idol, but we want to check yourself before right. you wreck yourself. <laughs> okay, Mark nine forty three through forty uh, forty three and forty seven. We broke it up. It says, "And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire." Yeah. So this was the verse that we were just talking about earlier. With if you're tempted in any way, specifically with that, because that pornography and things like that can just take you down to hell yeah. so quickly, yeah. and. Is it worth it? Now, this is talking literal. Cut your hand off. Pluck your eye out. Now, before you do that, you might want to think real seriously about changing what you do. But cut this off. If it's getting that bad and you say, I just can't help myself. Yes, you can. You can cut your hand off. You can pluck your eye out. You can throw your phone away. There are things that you can do to keep yourself. If that's that bad, if you can have no self-control, then you can get rid of it. Yeah. I've known plenty of men who have decided to throw away their cell phones and just get a dumb phone or get a, a, a gap phone or whatever they, they call it, mm-hmm. um, where they get no internet access. It's just a phone. It's just a phone. And if that's, if that's where you are and that's what you need to do, then do it. If you can't get any other victory any other way, then, then cut it off. Yep. Right. All right, what do we have here? Ezekiel 14.3. Son of man, these men have set up their idols in their heart and put the stumbling block of their iniquity before their face. Should I be inquired of at all by them? Oh, come on, man. This, sounds, this was too easy for me to... <laughs> I was like, put them before their face and their idols. And I know that verse is probably taken out of context, but you get the point. We'll talk about idols in just a second. But okay, what, what next section we have here? How using your phone affects others. Affects others. Okay, so it's not just me now that's yep. being affected. How does it affect others? So what's number one there, babe? Yeah, well, first is your kids. And you can't be a good parent unless you can get off your phone. That's Yikes. just really what it is. Yeah, and this is a tough generation because we we didn't have this distraction. No. We just mm. spent time with our kids. We didn't even have a TV in our home. So we when, just, I, when I took the kids to the park, I'd call you before I was leaving and say, hey, I'm going to the park just so you right. know where I was. <laughs> And then I was there. I was with them. I was playing with them. They would tell me to watch them. I'd watch them. But today when you go to the park, you know, they'll say, watch me, mom. And you say, oh, yeah. And they're, you know, looking down at their phone. And they might look take up a picture every once in a while so they can You're post right. it on Facebook right. to see how good of a parent they are. <laughs> yeah. But they're really not. They're, Pretty they're much. distracted. 
And I mean, um, the same with your older kids. I mean, it just, if you're not really going to be there with them and present without your phone in your hand distracting yeah. you, I'm like, they, they, they aren't interested in talking. And they're only going to follow your example. Right. right. What's yeah. number two there, Chuck? Family is a responsibility that you signed up for. That's a good point. Like, you could have actually gotten accidentally into this family thing. <laughs> uh, maybe you really didn't <laughs> you sign up for it. You don't it. accidentally get married. No, but I'm thinking of people who maybe didn't get married. But, okay, um, well. but yeah, this is a responsibility. You have kids, and you need to take it seriously. And like I said earlier, you get one shot. There's not like a do-over. Now, God is gracious, and he can restore the years the locusts have eaten, and there's always redemption, but you get one shot at this. Mm -hmm. Let's do it right, Right. you know? Okay, so number three. Um, The next one is your kids will mirror what you do. So obviously, if I'm on my phone all the time, and then I have teenagers, and I'm like, I don't know why they won't get off their phone. They're looking at you. (laughs) Right. Right. Check your time. Yeah, I have a a four-year-old now, Uh and she, you know. She wants to do what everybody else is doing. Something yeah. she'd love to be able. She'd love to be able to get on the phone. Yep. Right. And she will. And we'll let her get on yeah. and look at the pictures. That's one of the things she likes to do. But um, yeah, they, they want to do whatever you're doing. Yeah. yeah, I know. Sometimes I'm worried for you guys because the uh, uh, she's like going to your your password code and, and getting the wrong passcode like 10 times. I'm like, you're going to be locked out for like 10 years. And she's just pressing random numbers. I'm like, that's that's two years. There's No. <laughs> uh, no. So, oh, here's the here's the word, number four. Yeah, number four is no fubbing. I'm glad I asked you what that was <laughs> yeah, earlier. Huh? Yeah. Ignoring people you are with in order to pay attention. So how does this affect others? When it happens to me, I'm irritated. Yeah. I don't like, I'm talking to you and all of a sudden you just pull out a phone, start texting or whatever. And look, I've done it to other people. Yep. I've done I've it to done my it wife too. probably more than anybody else because we take each other for granted, unfortunately, mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. Well, I know if, like, especially if Hannah's talking and I have my phone and like somebody just texts and I'm thinking in my mind, this is just really quick. They want to know something. So I'll kind of respond and she's still talking and she'll start saying pink elephants and whatever. And yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's and I'm like, move. okay, I know you're trying to talk to me. Just a second. Yeah. Let me finish this. <laughs> I'll, I'll mention something about aliens abducted someone and, uh, and people, uh-huh, right. uh-huh. I'm like, you're not, you're not listening. Right. Which takes us right to number five. Number five. Yep. Others around you feel less important when you put your phone first. People want eye contact and, yeah. a, and attention. Yeah, we're still yeah. humans. We're not robots. We're not right. computers. Right. We can't. We don't compartmentalize like computers and don't have emotions. When you cut me off, it hurts. Yeah. yeah. And when you want, we'd rather spend time buried into a phone with your, your face in the phone right. instead of talking to me. I know. I'll we'll be in our room and I'll be on my phone. You walk in. I'm like, yeah, what you need. And you won't talk until I put my phone down. I'm like, okay, babe, I'm listening. I'm listening. I like eye contact. I'm like, you'll have eye contact with your phone. Yeah, so I'm know, like, put your I eyes know. on me. But once again, I thought it was just a quick uh, <laughs> sentence, but maybe not. So you're right. I need to put it down. It's a good lesson. We're all learning, you know, yeah. and, and no one is perfect in all these things. And that's a, probably a good lesson is to to give grace to people in this and not expect perfection. But we got to be aware. Right. We, we have to be aware of these things. And what about number six? Yeah, so those physically present should take first priority. When you're calling, texting, whatever, like the people in the room that you're with, they're here to spend time with you in whatever way. Yeah, so, and there's but. some exceptions. Obviously, like sometimes when we have a gathering, I, I tell people like I'm expecting a call right. or you know, I'm expecting you know, someone to, to text me or something. Right. I may have to leave. And, and, and I think people understand that. But I don't want to do it in front of people. Yeah. Like last Bible study, 
uh, Kenny called me, and it was very important that I take the call. I just went in my room, and I, I wasn't able to say goodbye to you guys, yeah. but I think you understood what was going on. But I'm not going to just sit there in front of everybody and, and keep them mm-hmm. captive right. while I'm doing my thing. It's yeah. very, very selfish. Yeah. So that's how we're affecting. Okay, what about phones and marriage, babe? Hmm, that's a big deal. Yeah, it's a huge deal. And I mean, deal. again, this is not just in the Christian world. This is right. out there. Right. If you look up phones and marriage, you'll find all sorts of things about phones destroying people's marriages. Right, psychologists are trying to... Uh, figure out these things, and I don't put a lot of faith in psychologists, but they understand these issues. Yeah. That, that this isn't just a uh, people with morals. You know, these like they realize that relationships are being destroyed by by phones and screens. Right. So we already mentioned the Nielsen report. Yeah. So let's say that one again. So the average adult in the United States spends eleven hours and twenty seven minutes per day interacting with media. I just, yeah. I find that hard to believe. Honestly. That's a lot. I yeah. find that, that hard I mean, to I, I could see myself getting there because I work. Yeah. That's my job. So, right. I mean, I've got eight hours a day where it's right there. Right. Okay. But, so, that's eight. Um, but that's... <laughs> and I get it. When I'm at work, I'm listening to podcasts. I'm listening to books. I'm listening to media. And so, right. is that part of that? Sure. And while you're at work, I'm on Facebook. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. That's not true. Yeah. Well, so, so looking at the other one though, so we spend that much time interacting right. with media. So, what's the other the other contrast to that? So, this is the one I found that I also can't believe, and it's the average couple spends less than four minutes a day in meaningful conversation. Yeah, that that was from Gary Smalley, and I'm sure he knows what he's talking about a little bit, and. Four minutes a day of meaningful conversation. Now that that could be debatable what that means, but I can actually believe this. As I was, well, that's horrible. I, I know, but I can, can believe it. Because when, when you think about this, it's uh, now we don't obviously. I mean, this is we'll, we'll talk for hours sometimes, but think about how relationships move throughout time. You get kids, you start uh, raising your kids, you get couple kids. They got to start going to school. If if you if you don't homeschool them, you, they've got after school projects. So all your conversations are, hey, did you pick up the kids? What about school? What is for supper? What, what do you want me to do? It's a lot of logistics things. It's not meaningful. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying those things aren't important, right? But you, you, it's a lot of logistical things that it's like running a business. Hey, hey Chuck, did you do this? Did you make sure you got that? Yeah, I got that done. Okay, that's fine. But did we actually communicate? Do we actually sit down and have a meaningful conversation? And that's sad. That is sad. But I, I mean, if you, if you actually take it, so it's less than four minutes a that's day. That's terrible. That's less than 30 minutes a week. <laughs> and we wonder why marriages are struggling. Yeah, exactly. Wow. And so, and we're not talking about texting, you know, please. Uh, th- that would help, actually, you know, a little bit. Four minutes a day. You know, uh, so you know, anyway. just the guy side of things, if, if you can't talk that much, you could at least listen for 30 minutes. <laughs> While you're texting, <laughs> no, no. but can you just listen? But honestly, oh. try if if that's you. If you're if you start analyzing your marriage and you start looking around and you're like, we really don't have meaningful conversation. Then plan it. Yes, yeah. You, you do a date night without your phone, please, and uh, start to get to know your wife again, your husband. Um, just sit on the porch for ten minutes. You know, uh, I know a family here recently, he just, his wife passed away and he was telling me his routine. And in the morning, that's what they would do. He said, once the day got going, it was not a lot of meaningful conversation. It was a lot of logistical things. Mm -hmm. And in the morning and evenings, they would have their time and where the kids weren't quite up and they would sit there and coffee and talk and find your time, make it meaningful. I mean, this isn't a marriage 
podcast, but dude, come on. <laughs> Four minutes a day is ridiculous. <laughs> Okay, what's the what's the other, so John and Julie Gottman? I don't uh, have you heard of them? Nope. Okay, I've heard of the name, but okay. uh, you found them and w- what yeah, did you find? Yeah, they're like secular marriage gurus, but they they have this concept that they put out about bids. Like basically, bids. in a marriage, this happens in every relationship, but they talk about marriage. We put out bids. Basically, I want some kind of response from you, so I might smile. You hope to get a smile. Oh back. yeah! See how the, how easy that was. If you're or, on YouTube, you can see. Or you'll throw out something like. Can, does it even work for like other relationships? So if I smile, Chuck. Sure. And, oh, <laughs> he smiles back. Um, well, it does. But even like you know, you may say something like, "Oh, the first hockey game's coming on Saturday or whatever." Is and, it? No. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm just um, but I could just ignore that and just go on and oh, Lydia, can you go get me the whatever and just totally ignore that you said something, or I can respond and be like, oh, it is. And so th- these things happen all throughout the day as we put out these bids for a response, and they found that, obviously, couples that their marriages last, they respond right. to more bids than people. Well, and no doubt, and, and it reminds me of the, I think it was the same article, maybe it was a different article we were reading, that people, uh, when they, they start to communicate in real life like they do on their phones, and on our phones, and I think we're all guilty of this, certain people will text us at times and we're just like, ah, I don't have to respond right now, which I think is actually fine. But, you know, we try to treat that. So like you said, someone just throws out a random fact or right. a statement and I just ignore it. Yeah. And I don't want to talk about it right now. And that's not probably good when you're actually right. looking at each other face to face and you, you just said something and I'm like, Interesting. Whatever. Don't even, right. uh, Lydia, can you go get me the... Right. <laughs> you just you totally ignore them. Right. Uh, so anyway, which, which that was Which obviously is, you know, to do with your phone. It, it's not always about your phone, but sometimes we just can be on our phone. And so you say something and I just am busy in my own little world here. So, yeah, right. yeah, Exactly. Secrecy. That's a question mark. Secrecy of phones and marriage. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah, going with yeah. marriage theme. Secrecy. How are you with your phones? Oh, what, what's the drop test? Well, there was something I, f- I found people say, try the drop test. And I guess basically it's like if I dropped my phone and you picked it up, so my screen's unlocked, you could see whatever I was on. Is that is that okay? Right. Or some people say like, put your phone on the counter for your spouse unlocked and let them look at it. Right, so right, right. Same kind of thing. That's interesting. I mean... Uh, your phone is basically a community phone. Pretty much. Right? <laughs> so everyone knows the passcode. Everyone knows my passcode. And, you know, they they don't go to my phone. They don't go to your phone unless they really, really need to. But, um, like, they can they can go and check out my phone and, and see my history and stuff. Sometimes I'm a little embarrassed because I'm like, oh, did I play that game recently? And <laughs> I don't know. But uh, but anyway, so secrecy in marriage is never good. No, I think it's I think it was, it's wise for a husband at least, also probably for a wife, uh, that the other person does know the code in her phone. Sure, you know I wouldn't necessarily say it's a good idea for your young kids right. to know your passcode so they can go get on your phone. Right, right, right. But uh, my wife's got my phone code. She knows that she can yep. pick it up anytime mm-hmm. she wants to. Yeah. I'm not afraid for my wife to go into my phone uh, unless. We're doing something special, and then I'm like, you can't read that yet. Don't. Oh yeah. No, okay. but that's very, very rare. Not that I don't know anything special. That's not the rare part. But um, so anyway. So the last thing we had is uh, different ringtones for a spouse or the kids. Yeah. No. So this one is okay. This is a little cheesy, but it's actually an interesting thing that you can set your phone to have a special ringtone for different people. So what's yeah. yours? For my for Sarah, wife? yeah. Well, I don't know. Why don't you call me, babe? <laughs> you can call me right now and see what it is. Okay. If it works. Let's see if this works. Live on the air. 
Uh, maybe he can edit out a little part of this to see if how quick she is. Quick she is. Okay, she's calling. There you go. Everyone knows this song if you watch Fireproof. It's a good song. Yes. Okay. Hey, babe, how are you? Oh, oh okay. sorry. Um, <laughs> so I know that when, when she calls, because I have my phone in my back pocket at work and it's plugged into my ear and I can hear it, I know she's calling. That makes if sense. it's anybody else, it doesn't really bother me. You know, right. I have certain people that have certain texts, uh, certain ringtones, and I know who they are. So if it's set, my phone's sitting on the sitting on the counter, mm-hmm. and like yours is sometimes, you know when I text you, right? And yeah, so it's I, immediately I like, oh, Daddy's texting me, so I'll go and check it, right? Which is nice because when I'm doing math or sitting and reading the Bible with the kids, I I'll just ignore it. Unless it's you. And then I'm like, oh, let me see what he needs. <laughs> right. And don't do this. I had a friend. Well, I didn't know a friend. It was a friend of a friend. But he couldn't find his phone at home. And, um, oh, let me, okay, I got it here. I do have it. Um, and he, he was like, he had his wife call the phone, and this is what happened. Oh. He got in trouble. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> she was like, "What? You have me with that side, so don't do that. <laughs> and if you do have that, don't have her call your phone if you're looking for it." I thought that was funny, but uh, but no, that's just it, it's nothing special. But uh, you can have special ringtones to differentiate, and it, it does help out with you know. I don't know what your ringtone is for me. Uh, does, do you have a special I, one? I actually don't. I okay. don't have a special ringtone. Okay. I, I do have an understanding with my wife because I'm I'm at work where I may be in meetings throughout the day. Sure. And one of the things is, you know, if I'm not answering, if she calls three times, it doesn't matter. Right. I don't know mm-hmm. where it's, it doesn't matter what meeting I'm in or what's so going on. So you know, on. three times. If it rings three times, I'm getting up and walking out. I don't care what they say. Right. Right. <laughs> so it's kind of, that was a code that yeah. you guys had that three times. Usually it's two times back to back. I'm like, mm, okay, how important is this? And um, like if I'm talking to a customer, which can happen a good bit, and <laughs> you call, I ignore it. If you call again, I'm like, mm. if you call a third time, I'm like, I gotta, my, my wife needs me right now, yeah. and yeah. Uh, I gotta find. That's a that's a good code. I like that. Yeah. Okay, so those are phones and marriage, and we could go into that a little bit more. Phones and marriage destroys marriages, but we're running out of time here. Uh, do we have any closing remarks here? Well, so I know you wanted to talk about the, we're becoming like what we behold. Yes. I, I wanted to give a little bit more time in that. And I don't, it was such a good article. Maybe I could just put up the article to read. It was, uh, I think it was Desiring God or, or God Answer, got, got Questions or something like that. One of those things, it was a really good article on, uh, on from that book that we suggested, those 12 things that are mm-hmm. changing you. Well, this, he had one that was, we are becoming what we behold, what you watch, what you worship. And so, be very careful what you behold. Right. You are going to be you're going to worship that thing. Yeah. So, are we worshiping our phones? Or are we worshiping God? So, we want to be careful um, in that remark. But uh, so anyway, so let's end up with Colossians three one through three, which talks about that. It says, "If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God." Yeah, I think we're actually going to cover this tonight. But yep. uh, this is this. This this covers a lot of things, right? Yes. I mean, set your yes, affections on things above. If we if we focus on that aspect of it, then we're priorities pretty good. kind of fall in place. Yes, yeah. our yeah. affections should be in the right place. Uh, a lot of these technologies are new, and we're trying to figure these things out. But at the heart of it, if our relationship with Christ is right, then we're all good. Yeah. All right. So why don't we go ahead and recap, Chuck? 
All right, so what we talked about first was parenting and the smartphones, and we talked about having uh, age appropriate, uh, our, our need appropriate when yep. the person is mature, and also mm-hmm. what limits me at screen time or what you're going to allow on the phone. Yep. And number two, we talked about our responsibilities with my phone, and am I controlling what I do, or is it controlling me? Right. That is an important mm-hmm. one. Yes. What about number three? Number three is how using my phone affects everyone around me. Uh, what are, is really important? Is it this? And yes. who's trying to get you? Or is it the person that's sitting across from me? And obviously, right. yeah. we need to focus on who's in the room with us. And yeah. lastly, we talked about phones and marriage, right? Yeah. And how destructive the danger there and the phones are coming between husband and wife, and that should not happen. So I hope this gives you some things to think about. I know we went a little bit longer on this one, and we didn't even have a game show, so my goodness. There's a lot to take in here. There's probably more we could say on this. This is is a big deal. It's a small thing, but it is powerful, and we can use it for good, but boy, there are a lot of dangers. So we want to make sure that we pay attention to those things. So I yep. hope you, we gave a lot of things to, to talk about and think about. So until then, go to our website, fellowshipofbelievers.org, and go to the network, and you can check out other podcasts that are part of the network. Uh, check out uh, the, the Steels who are in Ukraine or around Ukraine, and check out their journey in Ukraine, and um, enjoy listening to that. So uh, until next week, we'll see you then. Hi, I'm Joshua Charleston, the producer for The Mike Charleston Show. If you enjoyed listening to the show, please help us spread the word by liking, subscribing, sharing, leaving a review, or just tell a friend. If you're watching on YouTube, feel free to leave a comment down below. If you'd like to be a part of the show, please email us at talk at fellowshipofbelievers.org. We look forward to hearing from you. We hope you enjoyed listening to The Mike Charleston Show. The Mike Charleston Show.